You know, maybe I'm too hard on the crypto industry. And what I mean by that is I see, you know, a lot of regulatory capture. I see a lot of lobbying. I see a lot of people looking out for their own interests. I see a lot of people trying to get rich quick and not just buying crypto, but creating new cryptos, trying to scam people into create into thinking that something is worth something when it's not. Um, and do I blame these people? Uh, yes, I do. But I also blame the system. I blame our government. I blame the fact that there's rampant financial fraud everywhere in Wall Street, in my opinion. Uh, the Bernie Madoff scam went on for I don't know how long, but they were even tipped off and they, they still couldn't figure it out at the SEC. It took them a long time. Um, I think it took 10 years after this whistleblower and all they had to do was like basically check this num like check some number, like check out some number that someone who tipped them sent in, uh, and they would have found the fraud, but they didn't check it. That they didn't do their jobs. Um, and I tend to also think that there's fraud in every single industry. Uh, we just saw the end of the Afghanistan, basically 20 year war, we saw how much military spending there was, we saw the, the, uh, the people that profited from this were mainly government um, defense contractors, anyone who's in the military who's involved over there, uh, high up generals, all the people, all the Afghanis who actually sided with Americans who profited somehow, you know, like the, the phony government we set up over there, all those people got paid to do that. Um, so there's massive waste of spending. And in my opinion, there's people that control certain industries who are very good at stealing from our government using um, basically their power to lobby, get, get certain contracts. Um, I think we also see it with immigration. Um, I think, you know, so the war was interesting. We spend a lot of money on military. But if you have, you have to look at every every different department um, that the government oversees or handles, education is probably one. I haven't looked into that. Uh, immigration, I'm starting to see this because you know we're focusing on immigration and uh, illegal immigration, and um, there's people that you know are are providing services to these people that come into the country. They need they need help. You know they need to be set up. Um, they need food. They need clothing. They need all kinds of stuff. And I believe that that char some charities, you know, the public thinks that these charities are just, you know, giving these people money and services. Uh-uh, I don't think so. I think there is some of that. There's private donations, yes, but it's also coming from the government. The government has all kinds of immigration, you know, funds that they provide, um, you know, free legal services, but it's not really free. The government's paying these people, um, you know, free healthcare, free education, all, all these people in this space they're not providing these services to, for free for all these illegals coming here or any immigrant for that matter that can't afford these services. Um, you know, they're being reimbursed by the government, in my opinion. Now, I haven't, I don't have the proof to track it down. I can't tell you specifically what organization is actually paying, paying out at the government level, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going on. Um, we see massive waste in government. They're trying to pass this, you know, infrastructure bill that's like, is it one trillion or three? I don't know, but it doesn't really matter. No. So I say, you know, I'm focused on crypto, but 
there's there's fraud everywhere. I think, you know, this is the um, it's a symptom or it's a sign of a dying empire, of an empire that's just being looted. And I saw this tweet that was pretty brilliant on this. And it was like, well, this is what happens. Um, you just sort of try to get yours, you know, and watch the sunset on this country. And it is it is pretty sad, but um, you know, I was watching a video by Ayn Rand, uh, a lecture of hers in, I think it was in the 70s or 80s. And she said, this country is moving in a very fascist direction, meaning, you know, like, do we have capitalism or do we have statism? Well, we have statism. What kind, though? Do we have communism or do we have fascism? And she explained it better than I've heard anyone try to explain the difference between the two. Um, well, communism is basically socialism. It's like the ownership of the, re of the, of the um, capital engine. So, like, the government just says, okay, we're just going to own Facebook. Well, we're, we're not, obviously not that, right? So we are fascist means state-controlled but still private-owned. So it's kind of funny. It's like, well, the state's sort of dictating what you can do. Yes, um, but there are private owners and, and you know, elites that that own the majority of these companies. But they're sort of, I, I do, I do think this is true. They're sort of controlled by the government. We see this with um, the tech companies, uh, you know, right now. Um, but why I bring this up is that you know she said that basically when you have this fascist statist government. You have competing once you once you start to have that in your system. Um, the ideology is such that there's no principles anymore. Um, basically, what happens is you try to gain power for your industry or yourself, and if you don't, somebody else will gain the power and put you out of business or deny you you rights or take the economic advantage um, by using government, um, you know, regulation or force or whatever. So you, you basically start this war of competing interests, competing people trying to get their slice of pie. Uh, we see it with, you know, racial, uh, along racial lines where certain groups want affirmative action or, or all kinds of extra privileges and other, other groups, you know, may compete for that. Um, because if one group is getting all the advantages, the other group is not, you're disadvantaged if you're in the disadvantaged group. Um, but, you know, this extends to every industry. So if crypto doesn't fight for itself, it'll just be dominated. So I do, you know, I do get that. I do realize that. Um, and I, you know, I was pointing them out as sort of hypocrites because Bitcoin is supposed to be beyond government. And I think if, I think the Bitcoin is in that, it's still the peer-to-peer -peer transactions can't really be stopped. Yeah, they could say that if you do this, we'll throw you in jail. Um, but if everyone did it, they really couldn't enforce it. I mean, I guess they could if they had spies everywhere. But what, what people really got upset with a few, a month ago or so, with the crypto lobby is that they wanted to, they weren't really trying to save Bitcoin. They were trying to save companies that have built companies around the space of Bitcoin, on top of Bitcoin, like a Coinbase or any other company. Um, and maybe Coinbase is a bad example. Maybe they didn't care if there was extra regulation because it probably puts their competitors out of, out of business. But say anything on, on, on DeFi um, that would, or, or miners that might have been affected by this new, these new rules that were coming down the pipe. Miners, you could say, are pretty integral to the Bitcoin 
system, we do need miners. And if they were to get KYC'd, well, well, the miners would just go to a different country because Bitcoin's global. So um, the point is, is that probably no one government could totally stop Bitcoin unless they were like all powerful um, and had that kind of uh, enforcement. But then again, you know, a small country, they're not going to have the resources to go into every single country and make sure no one's mining Bitcoin. <laughs> now, they can significantly damage it, yes. And they can do that by saying it can't tr- it can't trade on an exchange, that kind of thing. That can damage the price of it, yes. That can kill the bubble. That can burst basically the price inflation that we see. But it won't kill it outright. And I think that's the important thing to remember. I think a lot of people are getting caught up in the hype of it and fighting for regulation are people who have a lot to lose, people that care very much about the price of Bitcoin, not not so much about you know what Bitcoin really could be. Um, what it's supposed to be used for, uh, you know, which is sort of something outside the banking industry, something outside government control, you know, that probably will still exist, but whether Bitcoin will be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in price may not be the case, especially if there's additional crackdowns. Um, but if you really care about Bitcoin, I think you should care about the fact that it can exist without government, not be so worried about it existing with government. The people that want it with government, the people that have everything to gain from from building on top of crypto and building in a compliant way, which I'm being a hypocrite again, because I say on one hand, I want, you know, crypto industry to play by the rules and the rule of law, which I care about. But then on the other hand, I'm saying that, you know, these people that are trying to follow the rules or trying to help set rules in their favor are being hypocritical to the Bitcoin ethos. So it's 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 a complex issue and i guess i still haven't thought about it very well myself but my initial thoughts are somewhere in between you know somewhere in between where we do need rule of law we can't we can't allow fraud and we can't allow manipulation by certain actors to push their agenda through congress um but again if you if you don't then someone else is going to bully you so I understand the, the drive to seize power. Um, and I think I'm, I'm understanding that a little bit more now. The drive to seize power is important to Bitcoin, even though I may not like it. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I have to throw my hands up and say, everyone's trying to seize power. You're no different than anyone else trying to push your, your industry forward. Um, so I get it. Um, what I don't really like is that, you know, the, what I think they're doing is pushing things that clearly violate like securities laws, existing rules. That part I don't like. The power grab I get, but I don't like how an industry is like getting around the rules or rewriting the rules. Now, I'm, maybe this goes on in, in, in other areas like finance. I'm sure it does. Uh, I was following this guy who's reporting on pensions and how certain brokers got something passed in law saying we can't disclose to public pensions um, details of whatever of this of this our investments from private equity because it can't be made public you know so they there's there's definitely uh, been people who have advocated for their interests that I would not agree with on on you know in other areas of either finance or industry. Uh, I don't agree with affirmative action um, and people people um, definitely lobby for that. Uh, so there's lots of things I don't agree with, um, but I guess I understand why 
people want the power. I mean, if, if the government's basically up for grabs and, you know, it goes to the highest bidder and, and, and if you can muscle way, your way in with your legislation, you can take advantage and you can basically punish your, your, um, your enemies, your economic enemies, your competitors. Uh, so I guess I get it. I just don't like the whole system. I don't like the structure. And I can't remember what Ayn Rand said to get to go back. Like, what, what did we have before this? So she said it was like an ideological shift. I, I think that she was talking about statism and how we slowly, um, you know, slowly like shifted ideologically to statism. And she specifically said fascism, state controlled, uh, privately owned. And I don't remember what she said about, or if I even heard this part, about how we slipped in that direction. I think she was talking about some kind of philosophical shift. Um, but I, again, I don't know what, why or, or what sparked that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to be hard on crypto, but I, sh you know, I'm, I just want to say I'm equally hard on all industries. But at the same time, I get why people vie for power and push it, you know, push for power. The whole system is just corrupt. Um, and I think it's, it is the symptom of a dying empire. People, well, not dying empire, but uh, somewhat of a dying empire or an empire that's basically gone so far off its, you know, original idea and, you know, what it what we were supposed to be is, is not status. We were supposed to have free market capitalism. And then I guess slowly and slowly those freedoms were eroded away and we have more and more state control and different groups vying for political influence and power for their industry. And one thing about Iran is she stretches the individual, but what I do, maybe fascist, slipping into fascism is sort of a natural response with any kind of government as it grows, because you, you know, you can get um, more done with a group. And so she stresses the individual, but groups are like very powerful, whether it's your racial group that you're buying for your crypto industry group, your military group, there's all kinds of groups people associate with. And they do this because they have a common interest um, and they, they can pull their resources and get stuff done. I mean, uh, and, and that's, you know, so, so if you're going to have like industries that naturally pop up, you're going to have people who, if you have a powerful state who can punish, you know, your industry, you're going to start forming groups together, um, and buy for some kind of group interest. So maybe it's just something that naturally happens. And I don't know, I think it's, I think, you know, the root of this, in my opinion, this isn't coming from Ayn Rand is that the state got a bit too big and we gave too much power to, to lawmakers, bureaucrats, um, you know, and as I got older, I used to blame everything on the state, but, but now I'm also blaming it on big businesses because, and well, I see the point from the left, the left sees corrupt companies that buy political power and they're not wrong. They're very right. And the free market people see, well, these, these companies are just, you know, going along to get along and they have to do this, but they're mostly good. 
well, as more and more state power is up for sale and more and more state influence we see in existing companies, there's there's a there's a line there that becomes very blurry. And you you know, both sides are sort of right. I mean, one side values capitalism, but the problem is is we don't really have that anymore. We have statism, we have fascism. And the other side, the left, you know, looks at this and sees all these companies that have so much power and influence, and they're not wrong either. They're right, you know? But the problem is, is that they think the government is the answer. And, you know, part of why the government got so big is because these are the people that think the government should have power to regulate. And to some extent, I think that they're right because I believe in securities laws. I believe in, I believe in laws in general. I believe in some rules and laws. The problem is, is that people make those rules and laws and people can change those rules and laws and people benefit. There's some people that benefit and some people who don't benefit from these rules and laws. And so, you know, eventually you get people in positions of power. They're going to be lobbied by, they're going to be very heavily lobbied, um, lobbied by industry, by private industry. So I don't think there's a good answer. I think that I tend to think that we need to have a very small government and be be very careful about how much power we give politicians. But um, I don't know if every small government, you know, eventually grows to be something massive and big and uncontrollable. Um, You know, part of the problem is, is that we gave unlimited um, spending to our federal government when we went off the gold standard. That contributed to a lot of programs that we wouldn't have been able to fund, the government wouldn't be able to be, be able to pay for unless they legitimately raised taxes. And a lot of people wouldn't have voted for that um, because the people that ultimately have to pay for government are the tax tax uh, payers. That's a traditional way of government spending. But now that they have a free printing press, they don't have to get people's approval to spend. Um, so they, they ended up growing their influence, you know, having more control because they could spend so much money. And when the government can spend money, there's more things up for, for grabs. Um, so that, that actually accelerates the process of people forming groups and trying to get, get uh, special favors or get money basically from the government. Uh, so that ex- I think that accelerated it whenever we went off the gold standard. I think we, we would be at a lot slower pace as far as statism goes if they never did that. Um, but yeah, uh, we're in a very tough, uh, tough and tricky um, spot. And, you know, I think the more, the more the left and the right can sort of see each other's point of view, perhaps the better off we'll be. I think that, uh, I don't think that's going to happen though. I think that there's, there's two, two camps really can't step in each other's, other's sh- uh, shoes and see what the other sees and what their main pro you know, focus area is, um, you know, but both, both camps actually do have legitimate, um, uh, claims on what's wrong with this country. Now, I tend to think that the, the left is a little bit more wrong because, um, you know, I think that maybe if you hold leftist views, you have more wrong views, in my opinion, because they sort of, they want huge government spending and they have, they have wrong ideas about, you know, being able to steal from people through the government. At least Republicans, well, some Republicans I think are just uh, ignorant in that they don't realize how spending is done. They think it's still done through taxes, Um, but at least they're on the right track where I think stealing is wrong 
you know, stealing from others to pay for things is wrong, except the people, the Republicans that are into the war industry. Now, those people are definitely wrong. Uh, but um, at least the Republicans tend to like capitalism. Although I'm saying this from a very ideological perspective and not what any Republican actually does in Congress. I'm not talking about the, the, the Congress Republicans who are just as bad um, as the Democrats. I'm talking about people who sort of have this ideological view that Republicans are for capitalism. Um, but anyways, uh, that's, that's a whole different subject.